2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of all the world. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Joe Giamona of the Drivers' Training Group, and former Green Beret Joe Giamona has made it his mission to keep his community safe. Now, as the CEO of the Drivers' Training Group, he runs the Drivers' Training Group that employs off-duty or former police officers to teach driver's ed. We're going to talk to Joe about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show.
1: The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com, or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700.
3: Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
1: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. Where For over 11 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs a long one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Joe Giamona of the Drivers' Training Group. Former Green Beret Joe Giamona has made it his mission to keep his community safe, and now as the CEO of the Drivers' Training Group, he runs the Drivers' Training Group that employs off-duty or former police officers to teach driver's ed. Hi, Joe. How are you? Welcome to the show.
3: Good morning. Thanks for having me. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing fine, Joe. Thanks for coming on the show today. You know, I first read about you in Franchise Times Magazine. I, I said, what, what a great article and what a great concept. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Joe? From
3: Issaquah, Washington.
2: Oh, nice. How's the weather there today, Joe? Oh, well, it's a little
3: overcast and rainy, but pretty much our norm.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's uh, You know, this was an interesting concept, Joe. I thought, you know, maybe for this concept, we're going to have to kind of like go back to the beginning, and maybe you could talk a little bit about the history of the Drivers Training Group and how this whole thing came about, because as I mentioned earlier, it's a really interesting concept.
3: Sure, yes. One of our owners um, was a hobby race car driver, and he had a coach mm-hmm. that was a former Indy driver. And so as he was being, our owner was being coached, um, he started talking to his coach and said, hey, no, there's something here because the technique of driving is the same from a you know personal automobile to an Indy right. car when you come down to the core fundamentals. So they said, hmm, and our owner being an entrepreneur is like, I think we can monetize something here, and there's a great need for good for good driver training. Um, so they got together and started some focus groups uh, with teens in the local community about and parents about what they would like in driver training programs, and then started right. uh, developing. The, our brand overall from there that's great
2: how are the laws different Joe you know because I don't know a lot about you know the industry you know I, I mean I remember just going back a long time ago, you know of course I went to driver's school and 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 you know I don't even remember how expensive it was at the time, but are you know do the states vary like as far as like cost or uh you know how many hours you have to drive on the road
3: that's correct they're they're basically all different, which is a problem wow. in the u s We've got to remember only about 30 states require driver's education. Uh, the others can be self-taught or you just take a test and get a license. So yes, um, you know, that's been uh, an issue in franchising that you have to customize um, curriculum based on every right. state's individual requirements. It's amazing. You know, I thought that was something I was really surprised about. You know,
2: I remember when I was read the article, um, when you were interviewed in Franchise Times, and I, I said, God, it's self-taught, I said, it doesn't make sense, because I mean, it, it's, it, it, it seems so dangerous. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, it's not like learning a musical instrument or something like that, or, you know, a, a computer program, you know, so I was really surprised. And I said, I said, you know, this makes sense. I mean, here you are, you're really satisfying, I think, a, a huge need here in the United States. When you're meeting with someone for the first time, Joe, um, you know, like a prospective franchisee, like if you were at a franchise show and someone came up to your booth, um, how do you typically describe the Drivers Training Group uh, franchise to, let's say, a prospective franchisee?
3: Yeah, we just say, you know, we're a young um, growth company looking for people mm-hmm. that are passionate about, you know, changing lives. Um, now, I'll be honest, right. this isn't a an industry that you're going to get extremely high growth. It's heavily regulated. Um, right. So you, we need owners that are, are really passionate about making a difference in people's lives, and it's not all about profits. No, that's a big part of it, right? but there de- definitely, definitely has to be a counterbalance of um, passion towards just helping others, wanting to improve um, our communities and our society overall. So we really look for that, and we screen very heavily on that point.
2: Who's, who came up with the idea, Joe? Because I thought it was very clever, you know, because I, I know the driver's training group, they employ um, off-duty, um, sorry, sorry, off-duty former police officers, you know, to, to teach drivers that. And, and it, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? You know, but I, I thought it was a very clever idea. How is that working out so far?
3: No, it works out great. And it's, we have active-duty police officers also. So the, you know, the main mantra of our brand is knowledge, experience, and trust. Um, and right. that kind of sums up, you know, what you have for law enforcement and EMS, um, because our programs are all about experiential. So we can have an officer um, be in front of a classroom and say, here's a concept, and last night when right. I responded to this call, this is what I saw. So you bring kind of the real world into more of a textbook setting, and it becomes very experiential, just where, you know, the kids just aren't reading those uh, you know, slides. It, it's very collaborative, right. very interactive. It seems like officers would be
2: a good match too, uh, you know, with the organization as well for the driver's training group, Joe, you know, I I mean, from, um, you know, of course, having all that experience, of course, of being an officer and I know officers sometimes, you know, they they retire a little bit earlier sometimes than like, you know, the average person, you know, they, they put in their, I guess it's maybe it's 25 years um, and there's a lot of people out there, you know, that, that can kind of fit that role. So, you know, I just, I, I thought the whole thing was really very clever, as far as the industry goes, you mentioned a little bit about it, but I guess I mean it's it's safe to say that this is a pretty big industry, right, Joe? I mean, and it's just I mean, people constantly want to learn to drive or should learn to drive, um, so I imagine it's just safe to say that it's a it's a pretty big industry, isn't it?
3: That's correct, and it's a it's a multi-channel industry where you have the novice driver, mm-hmm. teen driver, you know, you have adult right. drivers, and then you can get into right. the commercial side, um, and we also do um, you know post. Um, certificate like law enforcement training. And once they get certified by like Washington state patrol, we can do like um, follow-up training with them. So yeah. And overall it's a multi-billion dollar industry, um,
1: which makes it very
3: nice and attractive to potential franchisees.
2: Of course. Yeah. No, absolutely. Has there been anything interesting that's happened to you, you know, since working with the organization, Joe, I mean, anything, you know, stand out any surprises, you know, since you've been with the organization?
3: Oh, yeah. So we started out as a competitor of the 911 driving school brand. Yeah. Um, so the driver and training group had its own brand named Swerve Driving School. Right. Um, and so we were, we were friendly competitors. So we didn't start the 911 brand, uh, but obviously we followed it. And it was my job to reverse engineer the numbers to understand their growth rates, what they were doing, how they were doing um, and, you know, their courses. So I became friends with the owners. And then over time, Uh, We evolved and where we had discussions just of acquiring their brand, but we weren't involved in franchising prior to that. So one of the most interesting things was learning uh, pretty rapid fire uh, the franchise model, why we'd want to switch to a franchise model, then how to move a franchise model into the future and be successful at doing that.
2: Right. Has your military – played a background or has it been helpful, Joe? You know, I actually, for my dissertation from my doctorate degree, I actually studied the link between military or ex-military and um, uh, job satisfaction. In other words, you know, I found that in doing this research, I did it for about three years, that um, individuals that have a military background typically enjoy running a franchise than somebody who has may have never served in the military before. Has it had you, do you have this appreciation for franchising by having this military background?
3: Um, I don't know if it's directly linked to to franchising, but I can say I used a lot of my military experience and and just what I do in business throughout my entire career. Once I I was out, um, there's a lot of core fundamentals that you learn in the service and then some specialized courses I went through. Now, they submit to the stuff that you just don't get in business. So, when you have business problems solutions, you can pretty much sit down and and understand how to break them down, rebuild them, and then have a plan to move forward. So, I do use a lot of my military experience in daily uh, operations. And for the franchising side, it's just managing larger groups. So, we have like for us, we're a small franchise owner, we have 31 groups, Um, but in a very regulated and technical industry. And I believe a lot of that training that I had in the service prepared me to be able to handle not only, you know, buying a franchise corporation, but grow it and run it successfully in the future. That's
2: terrific. When you're meeting with a prospective franchisee, Joe, because I imagine you get to meet with a lot of them, are are there any types of characteristics that you look for in a prospective franchisee that you think would be a good match for the driver's training group?
3: Yeah, as I I mentioned earlier, a lot is passion. Um, mm-hmm. no, I come from the old school where if you have passion, we can train. Right. Um, and Agreed. again, that may be some of the military experience. Um, but yeah, we definitely, and uh, when we are working with, um, you don't have to be a, a former police officer or EMS okay. operator to be an owner. Um, but a lot of characteristics that those professions have, we look for. You know, to be able right. to work under pressure know, think methodically, mm-hmm. manage people, you know, even manage customers. Um, but ultimately, again, is have that passion to change people's lives and be involved in that process and really care right. about it.
2: That's great. What, what is the training like, Joe? I mean, once you decide, you know, that you do indeed like them and they like you and they do want to come as, on board as a franchisee, do they typically come out to Washington then for training? Is that how it
3: works? That's, we have two different ways we can come out on site um, to where our, right. our franchisee is, or they can come out here to Washington. Um, no, okay. we do have to do a lot of technical training. And since the majority of our franchise system is here in Washington State, it's just easier mm-hmm. to do a lot of, like, the behind-the-wheel training that we have to do, the technical skill training. Uh, but we also do administrative Finance training, all those other trainings, that right. can be done, you know, at the, their home office or ours.
2: That's great for our listeners, Joe. I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, what a typical day is like for a, a driver's training group franchisee, if there is such a thing as a typical day. I'm sure every day is a little bit different.
3: Right. No, it's, I think that's kind of the excitement of it. It's yeah. pretty different. Um, you know, a typical owner, because um, we have different owners. Some owners um, aren't directly involved in the business, but let's take one that is. You know, we have automated systems where they're managing schedules. uh, They have staffs. uh, Most of our – we have mostly brick-and-mortar facilities, so they pretty much come to the facility and just, you know, handle a lot of the instructor side since it's technical, and all of our owners um, are certified instructors. Um, So they do a lot of just management of – staff, um, get everyone going. And then, of course, like everything, we have vehicle maintenance and management, um, customer management, um, and then employee management. Uh, But every day, um, you know, just brings you different highlights and things that you may focus on. Um, But ultimately, you're going to be in a classroom um, teaching teens, and you're going to be behind the car is a big portion of their day.
2: That's great. You've been doing this a lot longer than our listeners have, Joe. We um, we, we call our listeners to our show aspiring franchisees. You know, a lot of them they want to get into franchising, but you know, there's so much out there today. A lot of them we find they just simply don't know where to begin. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, from everything you've learned since doing this, to in their quest to yeah. buy a franchise.
3: Right. Yeah. Now be a student first. Uh, right. <laughs> right. I like that. So what I did is I read a lot of books. You know, I yeah. often network with a lot of people that I knew that were in franchising. But you have to study. Uh, now, know, what i found is a lot of people go, I have a good concept. I'm just going to franchise it. And they don't understand right. what it takes to be a successful franchisor. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that, you know, you need operational systems, you need programs, platforms. And I think that's where a lot fail is they don't do all of the homework. You got to set a foundation first and then build on top of your foundation. Um, so I guess that's you know, what I learned pretty rapid fire um, through reading, studying, and, and talking to others. Um, but then a lot is experiential. Um, it's just know, learn and grow. Um, right. but definitely prepare yourself. And it's not as glamorous and easy as it may be portrayed. You know, a lot of people think right. I'm going to get into franchising, I'm going to make a billion dollars in a year, we're yes. good to go. I mean, you have a 1% conversion rate. Um, so right. it's, you know, there's hurdles just be real, educate yourself, and then execute.
2: Yeah, I like how you said that, Joe. You know, I've been asking that question for almost 12 years now, and and, and I've never heard that before. You know, as you mentioned, to to become a student, you know, and I think that's so important, you know, because you are kind of like shifting roles to some extent. You know, a lot of these people are coming from corporate America, and they're used to, I guess, sometimes being a boss. And I guess you do have to have that, you know, openness to learning, don't you, you know, when you're becoming a franchisee?
3: Well, that's correct, and and it's both sides. As a franchisor, um, you manage differently. When our swerve brand, we had 150 people at our height, um, and you manage direct employees different than you manage franchisees, and the relationship's different because, yes, we have a franchise agreement that's fairly regulates what they can and can't do to a certain point, but they're also their own individual business, and we can't cross a line. Um, So I had to change my management style. Um, from, you know, our own employees to having franchisees, which they aren't employees, but you manage them, you know, thing pretty much right, um, right, to a certain point. But they are their own companies. And I think a lot of people forget that when they have franchisees, you know, bring on. They think they can just dictate and tell them what to do. And, and, again, some things you can based on the franchise agreement, but a lot of things you cannot. Um, and you also have to be an educator for them. And teach them. Now, for us, you know, a lot of police officers don't have a lot of business experience. Um, right, that's true. And you know, aren't franchisees, um, so we not only have to educate what our role is, but educate them on their roles. And that's part of our management training, is that we will talk to them about, you know, oh, here's corporate structures, here's how to be a manager, right. here's the people that you need in your organization to be successful.
2: That's fantastic. As a CEO, I can ask you the next question, Joe. I mean, where do you see the Drivers Training Group? Maybe if you can look to crystal ball, maybe three to five years down the road, where do you see the organization?
3: Yeah, no, what we've done and what we're focusing on is internal growth of our current franchisees. Um, And so I I see us being a very strong, a very dominant driving school brand um, that's going to be very progressive where we can, and we're going to start using... Technology when we can. Again, we're regulated, so we get handcuffed a little per se on on how advanced we can be. But no, like anything, look at when you and I took driver's education, it's evolved a lot. Vehicles evolved a lot. Laws. True. So no, we're always going to be on the forefront. That's the one mission I give our staff and our company is we're going to be progressive. We're going to be in front. um, know of the technology, vehicle changes, all those changes. Um, But with our company itself, you know, we aren't in a massive growth position. We're really going to focus on growing same-store sales um, through additional market share in the markets we're in. And then also we look at adding a lot of, um, you know, complementary products to our franchisees. So they have more to sell than just driver's education. We want to really leverage the law enforcement side and EMS side clever. and they go, what else can we add to the franchise brand that you know, is complementary to those professions? Right.
2: That's very clever. What, what's the best way for our listeners, Joe, to get more information on, on the driver's training group as, as a service. And of course the franchise itself, are there any like websites you'd like them to go to or check out?
3: Sure, it's www.911drivingschools.com, and that's okay. our main page. And then you can go to the franchising tab from there.
2: That's fantastic. And I want to thank you again for coming on the show, Joe. You know, I was really excited to interview you. And, and also thank you and uh, for protecting and serving our country for many years and, and coming up, you know, working with this concept, because I, I think it's really fantastic. And as you grow it, continue. I'd like to invite you back over the next year or so and, and see how you guys are doing. Oh, that would
3: be Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come on your show.
2: This has been my pleasure, Joe. And we'll be right back with more
3: Franchise Interviews.
2: Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchipreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews.
1: Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822 franchisors are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising for over eight years franchise interviews has been giving an up-close behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website franchiseinterviews.com where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising
4: is being brought to you by Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise the team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick-and-mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561 561- Three
2: eight five three zero three two. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes and lessons on our show. And if you go to our About Us page on FranchiseInterviews.com, you'll take notice on why we started the podcast and radio show Franchise Interviews. And it suggests that every business has a story. And that's really been our experience in doing all of these podcasts and radio shows. As every show we do, you'll notice that every franchisor, every franchisee has an amazing story related to franchising. Today's Great Quote in Franchising podcast comes from Tony Luffy. And Tony Luffy is the Chief Executive Officer of the Marlowe Investment Group. and The Marlowe Investment Group are franchise owners of some very popular franchise systems such as Little Caesars, Sizzler, Jack in the Box, Arby's, Church's Chicken, and most recently Sears Appliance and Hardware Stores. And Tony talks about the difference between opportunity and regret. There's another great quote uh, relating to opportunity. And again, we talk a lot about opportunity on our weekly radio show. It's said that luck is when opportunity needs preparation, but let's hear what Tony says about the difference between opportunity and regret.
0: That we've been able to do in a, on a large scale.
2: It's, it's amazing. If you go back to the beginning, Tony, I mean, were your goals, <clears throat> I mean, today, I mean, you're, you're as large as like 200 plus units, but I mean, back then, I mean, when you go back to the beginning, I mean, w- was that your goal in the beginning or was this kind of like a just like a natural progression over time?
0: It's both. Uh, both. Really, when when I in the early nineties, when I finally became a partner, a ten percent partner of a small company, I wanted to get to fifty units before I turned fifty. So I don't know if that goal was really feasible in my head, but that was the dream. Um, yeah. but the goal the, the the most important part of it was I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted to be independent, and I wanted oh. to allow my ability to manage people and work with people to to develop into something that was bigger i didn't know the size uh, nor did I plan for it to be a you know a number of revenue whether it's ten million or five million whatever it was right, it was right. really finding a way to make a living and support my family, at the same time, satisfying my personal need, which is to be an entrepreneur. Um, And and really, once that took place, it was more about the opportunities that came our way. And I always Uh say, the difference between opportunity and regret is being ready. So Uh if you're ready, you see the opportunity as an opportunity. Otherwise, you spend a lifetime regretting, the fact that you missed the opportunity. So, so to me, it's about being ready. And I've always worked so hard to make sure that we are ready for whenever that opportunity came our way.
2: That's fantastic. We have this um, <clears throat> great quotes and franchising uh, podcast. We're gonna we're gonna put that quote in there, Tony, if you don't mind. I, I think that's that is very powerful. Maybe we could talk a little bit about um, your company. I mean, the Marlow Investment Group. I mean. The- If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Tony Luffy, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com and you can go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page and simply go to the Marlowe Investment Group and you can hear that whole interview. Uh, We have that interview also in our About Us page and you can go to Franchise Interviews by Category as well and go under the Food category because that's where most of Tony's franchises are um, located within his portfolio. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a tremendous success. It's amazing how many people have listened to the podcast over the years so um, it's really been wonderful and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care everyone.